Did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. Did you ever wonder why the sun always rises, but the stars never fall? Why dry land is never satisfied by water? And why fire never says enough? Enough. So the wonder of the second Noah, which <laughs> I just find it fascinating myself. And of course, I kind of coined that phrase myself. But I just like to wonder about the idea that the word Noah, as you may know, and I've talked about many times, is grace spelled backwards. And he was named, Noah was, because he was going to comfort his people. And Noah's name was just simply a nun and a het. And you may know that a het and a nun, if you put it backwards, is grace. But comfort comes from faith in so many different ways, and that's the nun at the beginning. And the het is that idea of union with God, and how comforting is that? Well, fascinatingly and absolutely beautifully in so many different ways, the name Nehemiah starts out exactly the same way as Noah. In other words, it's a nun and it's a het. But then it finishes out the word comfort, which uh, interestingly, Noah's name did not. And and the idea of comfort is then a mem. So when you put the three together, you get this none, this idea of faith. And clearly we've, we've learned in the you know previous study on, on the Habakkuk that the righteous shall live and have lived by faith, right? And, and so you got that none, and then you have a het, this idea of our marriage to God, and then a mem. And, and that is obviously the Messiah, and, and water in so many ways comforts, but of course it can also bring judgment. <laughs> but when you look at the word mercy, it is very similar to the word uh, comfort in that it, it starts with a resh and the het and a mem. And so it's fascinating to me that here we have Nehemiah being this nun and this het and this mem, but then it ends with a yah, that idea of a yud and a hey which is like saying this is comfort that comes from God. And, and so, yes, we're united with God in faith, and, and that you know, is done through comforter, the Jesus himself, and, and then we're, doing, we're seeing that this is going to be brought by God, which is a big part of what obviously Nehemiah does do and, and brings this vision, as we talked about in the last episode, this idea of the iron and this vision that God is going to give us. Well, where God sent me this morning on that was to note, um, here's this question. Why did Nehemiah end well, the way it did? And it, it ended in the 13th chapter, which is the letter Mem, <laughs> which is the end of the idea of comfort. <laughs> but it's interesting that there's a peace that only comes on the other side of war. And that idea of the 13th chapter has to do with a mem. And if you read the 13th chapter of Nehemiah, you'll notice all the judgment that's involved. In other words, a lot of times the mem brings judgment. But it's fascinating that it's through God's word that begins at the beginning of the 13th chapter that they discover the traitors in their midst and they bring judgment on them in so many different ways as you look at this. And again, it's interesting that if we just go back to the story of Noah, right, there's this unbelievable flood. There's this unbelievable amount of war, if you were, you know? And then what happens? Noah lets a dove out, right, to see if he can find peace after the other side of war. And, and, and this is how Noah ends up, you know, being the one who comforts all his people after this unbelievable war. Well, it's fascinating to me 
that in order to have the peace that Nehemiah would bring, right, they had to have their wall back in place. And so many different things that you see in Nehemiah, but I don't want anybody to miss. And what God had for me this morning was that the, that the book itself ends in a mem verse, just not unlike the word comfort. <laughs> but the fact that God is the one that brings it, and then here's the way the book ends. As Nehemiah says, remember me for the good that, that, that I've done. And obviously it was the good that God had done through Nehemiah. The idea is God was going to bring comfort, and so he did to those people that needed truly a godly leader, a godly cup bearer, which is what Nehemiah was. And, 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 and when you go back and you look at the wisdom of the first chapter, obviously that's the Aleph chapter of, of the book of Nehemiah, how they fasted and prayed, but he was a cup bearer and he was looking for mercy from the king. Well, I don't know about this, but if you thought about how we are all in our own way cupbearers, right? Especially if we're in Christ and especially if we're bringing the, the light of Christ in, in so many different ways, even as we are doing this. And so I think about what, what Nehemiah asked for at the end. You know, he, he, he was wanting what he had done to bring light to so many. And I can't help but note how God honored that prayer and, and the wisdom of the entire book in so many different ways, it is a tremendous, tremendous study on revival and how God comforted his people after the horrible exile in Babylon and all that. He brought on Nehemiah and Ezra, and, and you're going to find even Yeshua, as we talk about that later in other, in other uh, episodes on the book of Nehemiah. But right now, we're still kind of looking at where God's taken us, and clearly, where he wants me to see is, f- for me, is to go there, wow, in the 13th chapter, we can see there is a peace that only comes on the other side of war. And the way that God is going to comfort his people is, first of all, to get rid of the shenanigans, right? And if you read the 13th chapter of Nehemiah, you just take that in, in itself and see all the different ways that God brought judgment in the 13th chapter of Nehemiah, that idea of the letter Mem. And, and so water cleansed that whole situation but then also water comforts, as, as we can see in Nehemiah's name. But it's clearly God who got that done. Well, when you go back to your own life and think about, right? How did God <laughs> bring out the shenanigans, right? How did he cleanse, right? And, and, and I remember my own um, struggle with pornography, how God you know, brought me to this idea of going back into my own life where my innocence had been robbed from me, and he brought war clear back into an incident that happened in my life when I was 10 or 11. And I, and I think about the war that went on that day in my soul so that I could allow Jesus to give me my innocence car back and accept his forgiveness and break the agreement, which was really the war that was at, at, at stake there, this agreement that I could not be healed from this addiction, the agreement that I was a pervert, the, the, the agreement that I was tainted and that I would never be innocent. All those things, there was a war that happened that I could have peace. But as Jesus finally <laughs> cleansed me, and it was the mem that did that, oh, wow. You know, the war wasn't over because I still needed forgiveness for my wife and some other things, but at the end of it, not unlike Nehemiah, right, I, I, I received tremendous peace 
and tremendous comfort and tremendous mercy and that idea of being united to God in the idea of the mem, that 13th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I do, just to wonder about wondering uh, about how this second Noah brought comfort, right, peace on the other side of war. Do you ever wonder? Did you-